everybody doing tonight? I don't know about you, but I want that worship team to stay up, don't you? So good. Oh my, and then I walked in. I didn't even want to come to the front because it was so pretty back here. I don't know who does all this. I was taking all these little pictures and then some selfies and all that good stuff. Um, 30 years ago, I walked into a Friday night service just like this. Um, I got to give a shout out. I remember uh, seeing Carl. He was about 15 years old. He looks 15 still. And Tom, Tom, Tom looks exactly the same. Where the heck were you drinking, dude? I'm like, that dude still, he was 15 years old when I met him. I literally, I was 19. And I thought I was like the old lady in the house, right? And because they were all teenagers. But and then I find out later on Facebook, he's having, uh, Carl's having his birthday and he's like four years younger than me. And I thought, I could have married him. <laughs> I really thought, I thought, oh no, this guy's a kid. It, is that my mic doing that? And then some girl by the name Kanani, she just like got in the way. <laughs> I was eye spying him. I was like, but uh, uh, so, so blessed. I mean, there was hearts. If you guys were around 30 years ago, you, all you would see is hearts around Kanani and, and Carl and their eyes were shaped as hearts and they'd just stare at each other. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, Tom, thank you guys so much for allowing me to come back. It's been 12 years since I was on staff for 20 years here at, at uh, Anchor Church. And it's been 12 years. And I am so honored to have been asked to come here to share tonight out of a series that you guys are calling Perspective. I'm excited about this. Uh, before I do that, I just want to share, um, it was 30 years ago I walked in on Friday night just like this. I got invited to uh, this church. It was at Ben Parker at the time. I walked in about 10 minutes late, and I remember walking in from the back, and everybody kind of had their hands up like tonight, and they were kind of swaying like this. I'm 19 years old. I go, oh, it's that kind of church. I, I sat in the back because, you know, everybody was already in service worshiping. I sat in the back and I was able to eye spy everybody. And I was watching and I was, I was just kind of interesting. And I thought to myself, oh, it's kind of a weird church like this and that kind of stuff. And, and then I remember looking over at this young guy. He had his arms stretched out. There's Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Love you, dude. Um, and I heard the 9 a.m. is going to be, where's the, where's the video? I got to say hi to the 9 a.m. 9 a.m., I love you. <laughs> okay, that's it. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I walk in, and then I'm sitting in the back, and I remember this young kid, and he had his arms stretched out, and he had his eyes closed, and he was singing with all of his gusto. And I sat there, and I thought, what is he singing? I looked at the screen, looked back at his lips, screen, I went, that dude's got the song memorized. And, and it was such passion, I went, I want that. I just don't want this. <laughs> like what? I didn't get it. I didn't understand what that was. So I remember turning to my friend who invited me to the church, and I said, you know what? I think I'm going to wait in the car because I feel a little uncomfortable uh, being here. And she, I didn't tell her that part. So she says, okay, that's fine. And so I start walking out and, I, and, and all of a sudden the lights go up. People start like hugging and saying hi to each other. And I thought, let me just take a look. So I kind of looked around and as I looked around, I remember going, oh my gosh, there's a lot of hot guys here. <laughs> I went, he's hot. And that one. And I stopped right in my, I was wondering, I'm thinking, what were people thinking? And I, all of a sudden, I started going backwards. I'm like, ah, he's hot. And that one. 
and over there. And uh, I made it all the way back to my seat. My friend goes, uh, I thought you were going to go back. I go, not now. I found my church. <laughs> I literally went into sexy voice. You know, and the whole time the pastor's preaching, uh, and the whole time I was breathing, I think spit was coming out. Too. I was going, ah, ah, ah. We get done, and it was the best part about church. I don't know about you. Everybody stands up and they hug, and I was like, ah. I mean, I got stranger. You know, it just got stranger. And I, I started. I was like, I was hugging guys left and right. And then finally, this one guy, you've already hugged me. I go, can I hug you twice? <laughs> um, that's my leg going up, kind of trying to be like. <laughs> About three months later, I felt a tap on my shoulder. And I was like, oh my gosh, I hope he's handsome. Uh, I turn around, and it was Jesus. It felt like Jesus said to me, Tisha, will you love me all the days of your life? And I said, yeah, God, I want to love you all the days of my life. He says, not just on Thursday nights when you go to Bible study or Sundays when you go to church, but will you love me all the days of your life? And I said, yeah, God, I want to love you all the days of my life. I went back on that Friday night. The, still, the hot guys were still there. Worship was amazing. The energy in the room was amazing. I, I just walked in and I was one of those weird people that had my hands up and my body was doing this and I'm going, God, I just love you. I want you. I was 19 years old. And I got done after church and I wasn't hugging all the guys like I had done before. And everybody's going, what happened to her? <laughs> I, I was in this place where I just wanted one thing. And I remember opening up my Bible for the first time and I, I opened up my word and it turns to Psalms 27. Probably right in the middle of the Bible. And I just remember looking down and I saw Psalms 27.4. And it says, one thing I ask and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And that became my, my theme, my anthem. God, I want there to be just one thing, and I want it to be you. And I want to seek you with everything that I have. And it's been a blast. It's been uh, 30 years, so 19 and 30. I'm 49, going to make 50 this year. Put your hands together for me. The big five zero, I've got so many friends in the house that are turning 50 and look just as good as me. <laughs> I want you to open your word tonight where you got uh, perspective, the blob of love perspective. That's the name of tonight. The blob of love perspective. I want you to open up to Philippians chapter two. And I want you to put your hand on your heart right now. And I want to just, I want to pray with you. I want to ask God to take your heart that he created and to do his thing. So Father, we are here in this house together tonight. We thank you that you are a God that is kind and generous. So we'd ask you, Father, would you introduce yourself to us more? Would you reveal yourself to us? God, that we would leave here with your name written on us, like tattooed into our soul that would leave here changed. God, we know that your word is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, and it penetrates between the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. Would your word do that tonight, God? Would we leave here changed, looking and smelling and acting more like you? 
In Jesus' name, amen. Are you at Philippians 2 and while you're still kind of looking and getting your phones or whatever it might be, please do not be tempted to go on Instagram unless you're taking a picture of me and uploading it. <laughs> I want to introduce you to my husband. Oh yeah, that's some gorgeous hot white chocolate right there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my word, what, what a gift. Been married 13 years, gonna make 14. He chased me for five years. Did you hear that? He chased me for five years. There was dust in his eyes. He's like, I'm not gonna stop, I'm not gonna. Uh, and, then I, and then I started chasing him and then we got married, went down the aisle. You know what? I got married, when I got married, literally, I walked down uh, Kualoa Ranch, over the, I came up over the hill, and as I got up, the place exploded. I think all of the angels like grabbed everybody's hands and made everybody clap, because people were in shock. They were like, she made it! Um, so they uh, applauded so big. We don't have any kids. This is our furry kid right here. <laughs> Isn't she the cutest thing in America? I love her so much. She is the cutest thing. Okay, and all of you are going, she looks like a little wet rat, but okay. Uh, but her name is Rufus James. Yes, it's a girl. Uh, my mom actually named her and thought that Rufus James sounded like an 80 pound dog and not an eight pound dog. And she thought if you heard the name Rufus James in somebody's house, they would think there's an 80 pound dog in there. We can't go in there. So she's our security dog. Uh, tonight we're talking, uh, the perspective is the blob of love perspective. And when uh, Tom introduced uh, me tonight and said that I was part of his Bible study, his connect group, uh, way back in the day, and there was like 50 kids. I, you know, I'd given my life to Jesus, went right into the youth ministry, started helping out there, uh, joined the children's ministry, helped out there. Uh, then I remember all these kids at his house, the place was filled, and we ended up doing what young people usually do, and that is you name the group. And we're thinking, what should we name this group? We ended up naming the group Blob of Love. Isn't that so cute? Well, so tonight we're going to talk about the Blob of Love perspective in the way that God would want it. But let's read out of Philippians 2, the first uh, four verses here. It says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit, one in mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest but each of you to the interest of others. I am loving this. I'm loving this. We are in a time where if you look into the social media, we see we're like an invasion of selfies. In the very beginning, it says, if you have any encouragement with Christ, any encouragement, then make my joy complete. And it's meaning that it's you and Jesus Paul and Timothy are writing and saying, I want it to not just be you and Jesus. I want it to be not a selfie, but I want it to be like a groupie. I want it to be in a place where you guys got the blob of love going on. 
It's not, if you found any encouragement with Christ, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, be hanging out with each other, liking each other. So the selfie invasion, obviously we know what that looks like. Here's a picture of what a groupie invasion would look like or a blob of love. Don't you love that? People always say, hey, you know, you look on, on social media and you see these selfies, 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 and it's just one person. And, and when you're with a group, it's, it's really a groupie. It's not like, we shouldn't be saying, let's take a selfie. We should be saying, let's take a groupie. Uh, and so let's change the name, I think, right? If it's a group. Okay, next one. I love this one. That's my brother over there. Michael Colson and Christine Colson. Do you guys love these guys? Love this. That's some blob of love right there. Next. There's some blob of love right there. Some of you might know these, Rachel and Robin, and that's Pua and Kavika, I think. That's me right there. Uh, so, you know, what I'm thinking about is the fact that that blob of love and what that looks like. How does God want that to happen for us? And I love that Paul writes here, then make my joy complete. And I think it's the next uh, PowerPoint slide here. Make my joy complete. Make, turn to somebody and say that. Make my joy complete. Have you ever heard that before? For me, I honestly, when I read that, I thought of my mom, right? Don't you think of moms and dads? Moms, my mom, it would be like, make my joy complete. Get along. I I don't know if you know my mom. Uh, You know, just really, really quick, we went for a walk uh, up to the cemetery uh, we love to do that and, you know, get out of the car. I love my mom. My mom's like the Mac Daddy mom of them all. And I know that you probably have some Mac Daddy moms, but my mom is the stellar mom. Uh, we get out of the car and, and she's like, Tisha. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, your eyes, it's like raccoon eyes. <laughs> my mascara, my eyeliner's like five o'clock at night. She goes, you know, we got the raccoon eyes. I'm like, who cares? She goes, well, I'm not going to walk with you. Oh, well. <laughs> So I'm walking, she's like 50 yards behind me, and I'm like, whatever. So I'm walking, and, she's, and then all of a sudden, two people start to pass me. And as they're passing me, I'm like, hey, how's it going? Literally, just like that. Hey, how's it going? Raccoon eyes and all. And then I'm like, see that lady right there? And they're like, yeah, she's my mom. Hey, mom! And then, and then the next two people, I'm like, hey, how's it going? I, that's my mom over there. Hi, mom! And then it t- literally turned into every person, and I started walking like a raccoon. I was just like, hey, mom, how's it going? My mom's just shaking her head. Oh, my gosh. But, oh, my gosh, when we were kids, my brother and I, my mom, you know, worked, and when she was a single mom, we would literally be by ourselves in, in the house. And, you know, my brother and I, what we'd, we'd do is we'd, like, you know, wrestle and play. My mom would do the same thing, Monopoly, and do all this fun stuff with us. She loved us, but she really, really liked us. And I could tell that my mom liked us, and that was really cool. She liked just being with us. So thank you for that. My mom's right over here, too, by the way. Um, and I love the fact that moms are, have the obligation to love because you're a mom. But, but to be liked by her was amazing. So my brother and I, you know, what we do is we would wrestle each other and we learned how to uh, perfect, you know, by getting on top of the other person and having your spit. And when your spit falls, it goes right to the nose. It goes right to the nose. And then right when it's just about to get there, you just suck it back up. 
So my brother Brad, super cool, handsome, we both do each other. We're like, bang, wrestle, 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 who would go in? And we're like, and the spit would come right to the nose and stick it back up. Well, it's time to wrestle my mom. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna taunt her, we're gonna do the same. We get her and my brother's got her down and I've got her down and somebody gets down there and, we, and I would get, and my spit would go all the way to her nose and she'd be screaming and suck it back up. It was the best. My brother and I would just laugh, we loved it, we'd walk away, my mom. Finally, one day, my mom decided to turn the tables. She just, I don't know if she was eating her Wheaties that day, I don't know what. But I start, I'm like, I'm gonna wrestle my mom, I'm gonna do that thing to her again. I start wrestling her. Next thing you know, she's on top of me. There is no grace. And she's just knee here, knee there. I'm like, mom, no, you don't know how to do this. You don't know how to, she started, I can see her getting her spit ready. She's just like mulling it, mulling. And I'm like, mom, you can't do this. You don't get it. You don't know how to do it. She's like, Next thing you know, I'm like, no, mom, no, no. And the spit just goes, no. (laughs) Literally, the worst part, she had just had chocolate candy like five minutes before that. So I wouldn't have been able to taste the spit, but I was able to taste it because of the chocolate. It does not taste good, just to let you know. I don't know if you've ever had chocolate spit. It's like, and it just came right up. It was the worst. My mom, my mom's clapping right now. Yes. Seriously, the best mom. I mean, to the point, I remember going to her, and I was scared with my report card, and I had, um, you know, some bad grades. I got all D pluses, including, like, math and PE and economics, everything was D plus. I go over there and like, give it to my mom. My mom just looks at it and then she goes, you passed. Let's go have pizza. I promise to God, it was awesome. And so, uh, so I had the best mom in America until my brother, Brad and I started fighting. As soon as we started fighting, it was like, (sighs) and then she had the best mom voice ever. It was like this, Brad, wait, I was like, Brad and Tisha, you better stop it right now or I'm going to knock you to kingdom come. Where the heck is kingdom come? I know it's, it's like really far, right? So I'm like, I better knock it off. And it would be like, Brad and I would be fighting again and he'd be aggravating me and I aggravate him and all that. And, and my mom was going, Brad, Tisha, you better settle down or I'm gonna separate the two of you right now. <sighs> you know, mom breath and breathing, it was awful. And then she goes, you know what? I, I, you know what? If you guys don't stop, I promise you, I brought you into this world and I can Oh, you guys have the same mom? Oh my gosh. Isn't that weird how moms and dads had that same thing? That's so weird. Oh yeah, instantly. I got to tell you this. Make my joy complete is God's heart too. He desires for us to get along with each other. And how do we do that? How do we do that? I mean, especially when somebody irritates you, jabs you with a tone of voice, jabs you with a rude saying, somebody jabs somebody you love. Irritates, I mean, it just angers you, offends you, hurts you, 
says something that just gets under your skin. How do you keep that blob of love perspective? Especially, you ever felt like this lady right here? You ever felt like her? (laughs) Anybody in the house? I mean, right, you get that phone call. And I'm looking for your connect group. I can't find it. I'm going round and round and round and round. It's like, it's tomorrow night. And it gets worse. And she's like, I'm going to kill you. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's, it's bad. What's the, how about the next? How, you ever feel like this, dude? Dudes, it's, it's a Sunday morning. You're drinking your coffee. Everything's going great. And then your wife comes in. You're not going to wear that to church, are you? And you are going to shave, right? (laughs) How about this one? Talking about life, marriage, everything's great. They start talking about God. Start talking about end times. And opinions start flying. Next thing you know, you're in each other's faces. Blob of love perspective, gone. And how about this little dude? Just minding his own business. He's in the sandbox. Everything's great until the kid beside him goes, guess what? I think my dad can beat your dad up. (laughs) Make my joy complete. Um, A couple years back, I had been asked to emcee at a place. And I, I walked in. The place was kind of full. And nobody was really there overseeing it. So I had these papers, and this lady comes up to me and tells me, hey, I was wondering if I can move from my table, this table, to this table. And I go, yeah, I don't see why not. That's cool. And I I go, well, let me go get a pen, and I'll scratch scratch you out, and I'll put you on the other table. She goes, okay. Well, she goes, well, here's my pen. And I go, oh, no, 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 my table's over there. I'll just go and get my own pen. She goes, no, 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 use my pen. And I go, oh, no. And at that moment, I can tell that the pen was like a big pen. Like, you know those ballpoint pens? And I don't really like those. I like the liquid ones. So I was like, I do not want to use your pen. And I go, no, 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 no. My, my bag is just like literally like right here. And I'm going, oh, no, no, I'll just go. And she goes, no, use my pen. It was like literally like slow motion. It was like, <sighs> and I go, and it was like up to my face. And I'm going, okay, I'll use your pen. Grab the pen. She leaves. I scratch and puts her name, do that. I'm going up and do MC, whatever I do, and, and then I leave. Four days later, get a little text message while I'm shopping. I open my text message, beep, you know, read it. It's like, oh, hi, I got your phone number from somebody, and this is the person that you borrowed the pen from. I was wondering if I could get it back. <laughs> I'm not joking. And I'm thinking, this is Tisha. Like, I don't even know what I wore yesterday. I don't even know where anything is. And I steal most of my pins from the bank. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So I'm like, "Uh, okay, what does it look like? And I'm thinking I can just call the place and see. It's, It's a silver cross pen. And I'm thinking, I don't even know what a cross pen is. I only know, like weird names. So I go, okay, so I call the place, 10 minutes I'm on the phone, is there on the, on the, you know, the place where I was, you know, emceeing, and, and they call back and they say, oh no, we can't find your silver cross pen. So I write her back and I say, I'm sorry ma'am, I can't find your pen. God bless you and have a great day. 
My, my husband and I are in my church office, just the two of us. He's on his couch, and I'm doing God stuff on the laptop. I'm like putting small groups together and singing praises to Jesus while I'm riding my laptop. <laughs> this bing, email comes up. Check my email. Kink. It's from the pen lady. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's this long. Started with the scripture. I am not joking. And some of you are going to leave mad tonight. Don't, please. <laughs> You're going to be like, poor Tisha. <laughs> so I start reading. And I, you know, I told you I was praising Jesus, right? Next thing you know, I'm reading. I'm like, she's telling me. I'm telling Jesus. I'm like, they're telling me, she's telling me that, that I borrowed her pen and, and I need to pay her back for this pen that she demanded that I take. And I'm saying it out loud. And he's like, calm down. And my nose starts to flare, my ears start to, and my hands start to just go like this, you know, I'm like, (gasps) and I start writing, I'm like, who does, do you think you are, you know, he's like, don't send it, I'm going to send this, (laughs) so I'm like, I got to Google how much this pen, this cross pen is, so I go and Google, I'm like, oh my gosh, $40 $40 to, to $500 for a silver cross pen. Who pays 500 bucks for a pen? That's like flipping crazy. So I'm like, oh my gosh, you've got to be joking. So I'm writing this. My husband's telling me, calm down. My fingers start to go like this. I'm angry. I'm mad. If she was in the room, we would be, I'd be dead and in jail right now. Um, <laughs> But what happens is my husband, you know, basically says, hey, maybe you need to talk to our friend Ka'ala. She's a lawyer. So the next thing you know, Ka'ala's in our office. And um, I'm telling her the story. And she just looks at me after I get done, and she says, Tisha, uh, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. She goes, did you borrow the pen? I'm like, yes, but... She demanded me to take it. And she goes, no, 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 I want to ask you. Three times she asked me, did you borrow the pen? I said, yeah, I did. She goes, you need to pay her back. I'm like, I hate her. (laughs) I had no blob of love perspective with her at all. I, I literally hated her. I was so angry. I'm like, who in the world? As I sought God, I realized I was, I was feared I would reject her pen. You know, when she went like that and it was up in my face, I'm going, oh my gosh, I feel bad. I'm rejecting her pen. So I felt a pleasing man. I'm like, okay, I better take the pen so that way she doesn't get offended. And then I end up losing out all of that because I'm trying to please man. I mean, I discovered that about myself. So I end up writing a check like, I don't know, you know how most times you write a check like this? I'm like, I put the pen in my hand. I'm like, <laughs> you know? $250 I sent her. I sent it for half because I don't know how much it was. I'm just like, okay, I need to pay this pen lady back. For five months, I sought God because I knew Proverbs 4.13, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of life. I knew that I needed to guard it from bitterness and anger, animosity, hate, dissension, indifference, I needed that because I knew that my life would pay a price and I didn't want my life to pay a price because guess what? I have an amazing husband. He's going to see the ugly. 
I have an amazing mom. She's going to see the ugly. I have intimate friends around me. They're going to see and taste the ugly. And I didn't want that. I was going, God, I need to seek you. I would be driving in my car and literally being honest with him and saying, God, is it possible to have some big yellow car or truck just run her over? (laughs) I was so just so hurt and so angry. Like, who does this? Like, what? Uh, And then then I would get before God and I would lay down and I'd say, Father, forgive me. I'm angry. I'm mad. Forgive me, God. I'm sinning against you. Let's see. What's next here on on my slide here? This is a good picture right here. Basically, uh, it, it, this is the primary, if you look at Matthew 22, 34, it talks about, you know, the question that Jesus was asked, uh, it was, what's the most important commandment? And he says to love God, to love your neighbor, and to love as you love yourself. And it comes down to this. It's God and you, others and self, and underneath your feet is the enemy, that's where he belongs. He, he belongs not to have any influence in your life and, and no connection at all. But what happens when we get offended or hurt or it, injustice, these wedges or walls come before. There, the, I am right there and I'm upset with her. I've got this wedge. Well, it happens with me and God. That's what happens. It just comes in and begins to be that part where I've got this wedge between me and the Father. And that's exactly what he doesn't want to happen with us is where there's this wedge in there. So I would sit there and I would pray. I was saying, God, two wrongs don't make a right. And yet I'm making it two wrongs do make a right. How I respond will determine my future. It's like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. You ever heard of that before? Unforgiveness and hate and all that. I end up dying. And if I die, my world around me dies. And I didn't want that to happen. So I prayed this prayer. I said, Father, I need you to forgive me because I've sinned against you. And this is not what I want to happen. I want the blob of love effect to happen where I am praying blessings over her. And that's exactly what I did. I started confessing to God. I broke fellowship with the enemy in any way that I did this. And then I came in and I said, for five months until my heart was clean. And it was in that place where I can go, you know what? I'm authentically wanting to see her blessed. And this is what I had to do. I had to picture her winning like $500 million. Like two months in, I picture it. I'm like, no, I still hate her. <laughs> picture it again, picture it again. And I, made, I was intentional. And I was on purpose in seeing myself sow blessings. It says to bless those who persecute, bless those who curse. And I wanted to see that happen. Some of you came in tonight with maybe a wedge with a brother, a sister, a friend, a spouse. And guess what? Your life is paying a price. God wants you to have this blob of love going on that make my joy complete. That's from our father. Make my joy complete get along with each other. What I want to do right now, I want to ask you if you would pray with me like I prayed for those five months every day to see my heart clean. That Proverbs 4.13 was happening in my life. I did Psalms 119.59. This is exactly what I did. That verse says, I've considered my ways and I've turned my steps towards your statutes. I want to do it your way, God. Yes, 
I want to do it my way. I want to do it the world's way. I want to do it Satan's way. I want to do it pain's way. I'm in pain, but I want your voice to be my umbrella. I want to be living under your voice. I've, I've considered my ways and I've turned my steps towards your statutes. If you want to do that with me tonight, I want to pray with you like I prayed with me. If you've got somebody that you just know that there's like this indifference, there's this thing inside of you, I want to pray with you right now. But I want you to do, I want you to pray with me. Everybody in the house, your tongue has the power to bring life. And I want to see that happen for you. So would you pray with me these words? Nobody knows. And you just fill in the blank for that person. Is that cool? Okay. Father, here I am. And go ahead and repeat after me. Father, here I am. am. Tonight, Tonight, I stand before you. Would you please forgive me from my anger, my hate, bitterness, indifference, my animosity, pushing people away that hurt me? Please forgive me. Father, also forgive me for making an agreement with the kingdom of darkness to do things his way rather than your way. Tonight I declare that your way is my way. And the best way I can tonight, I release and I forgive that person that hurt me or hurt someone I love. I pray blessings, God, over them. Yes, God. Let me just pray for you right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your son and your daughter tonight that said yes to you, God. They're saying yes to you and your way. They're saying, Father, I want to do things your way. So God, right now, I ask you that you flood, the, flood them with new agape, new love, fire of love from heaven. God, that you would come in and fill, fill their mind, their will and their emotions. God, that you would give them a hunger for you, a hunger for your word, a hunger to stand in this generation and doing life your way and doing love your way. I bless you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. What I want to do right now is have you just close your eyes. I want to ask tonight if there's anybody in the house. There's anybody in the house that Maybe this is your time that you say, hey, I want Jesus to be Lord over my life. I want him to have control over my life, influencing me, anointing me, and that there would be this flood of newness and somebody that's holding my blueprint. If you want to say yes to Jesus and say, I want want to surrender my life, I want to give up and let you lead it, I want you to raise your hand tonight and I want to pray with you. And all you got to do is raise your hand and I'll look and I'll see if you want to give your life to Jesus. 
You say, tonight's the night. I want to resurrender. I want to give up. I see you. I see you, and I see you back there. Awesome, bro. I see you, sister. Good. I see you too back there. Awesome, girlfriend. Good. I see you right here in the front. Awesome, bro. Love you, man. I see you, little one. <laughs> That's beautiful. Love that. All right. Sister, I see you. Awesome. Whew. Thank you, Lord. And all you got to do in your heart is just repeat after me. Let, well, let's have everybody do this together. That would be cool. Just like I prayed with you a little earlier. And just everybody just say this out loud. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for my gift. That he paid the price for my sin. I receive your payment on behalf of me. Would you flood me tonight with new perspective and a new view that I would think like you and act like you and love like you and live like you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Put your hands together for those beautiful people. So good. Whew. It was an honor, an honor to be able to hang out with you. I ran out a little bit of time, but I just want to share this with you, is that Jesus, his mindset is that he was a man of, he desired to be on, if you read on, he, he desired to be a man of honor and to be a giver and to be humble. And I got to tell you this, I had Mike Colson come to my house and close in the carport and then he uh, ended up painting the house and we had to decide what color of paint did we have that we're gonna use and we finally used this really pretty yellow and it's called Humble Gold. And as I was hanging with Jesus and I had my journal, I was writing this out and I, I was just writing to him and I was just loving on, on God and, and all of a sudden I just kind of stopped and I heard his voice and his voice said, that's how I want you to be. And, I, and it was like a couple days after we, just, we heard the, we saw the name was Humble Gold. And I go, huh? And he goes, that's how I want you to be. I want you to be humble, gold. And that's being able to be that person that celebrates the person beside you and that you would let them shine and that you would come beside them, that humble person, to see th their advantage and then to celebrate God by you shining, the humble gold. He created you to shine. He created you in his image. And he desires for you to walk in that confidence that you're his kid and that he's created you to shine and to let his display through you be known in this generation. It's been an honor to be able to hang out with you. I love you. May the Lord continue to bless you big here. God bless you guys.